0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio. It's Monday morning. Did you ever have a Mickey Mantle baseball card?
1: Absolutely. Have the one that's valuable right now, but it is not in mint condition.
0: You do have one? You I do have a copy? I wow. Do. Even in what condition? How much do you think it's worth it? It a-
1: is worth nothing. Because it's not in great condition at all. That's what they look for, what's called mint condition, and mine is. <laughs> Mine is in asparagus condition at the moment.
0: Did you did you trade someone for it? Did you get it as a kid? Oh, no, so- I got it as a kid. And you held on to it?
1: Yeah, we always did. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, I can't imagine what you got in your collection.
1: One it's the, it's uh, fairly extensive, and it includes football as well as baseball.
0: Yeah, but I'm assuming you keep it because it's, you know, the their sentimental value as of opposed course. to the money, right? Reminds me
1: of when I was a kid. Yeah. 185 years Well,
0: when they were inventing baseball, but that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, $12.5 million for a piece of uh, cardboard blows my mind, but it is what it is, and uh that's why we call it collecting i
1: guess yes yeah. <laughs> so, i'm not i'm not one of them i just keep them around because they're a, a reminder i split my we my brother and i had a baseball card collection that was fairly extensive but uh, we split it uh when we both matured and said hey you take this half i'll take the other half and that's how it ended up i don't know how much he has yeah if any
0: if he may have got rid of them hopefully not well i'm glad you didn't i'd like to see him someday sure. all right
1: uh your thoughts first week of prep football how'd the uh, game on friday go well it was pretty one-sided the uh, kickapoo hillcrest game is there are two different classes number one kickapoo is class six and hillcrest is class four and It has nothing to do with the athletic talent but it does have something to do with the enrollment in schools and kickapoo is a much larger enrollment than hillcrest and the players were much larger and it made a big difference uh, hillcrest just simply couldn't match the physical strength of Kickapoo, and Kickapoo won it 49 to nothing, a <laughs> rather one-sided football <laughs> game. So uh, from that aspect of things, it, re- it really wasn't very exciting. But in, in regards to how Kickapoo can play, they're going to have a nice matchup if they get to play Nixa, and that would be in the regionals, or the districts as they call them, because they're both class six. Hillcrest will be all right. They have some speed on their team, and once they get down to their own level, they'll uh, they'll play well. Uh, that was a nice win for Kickapoo. How about Nixa? Nixa going to Web City and beating the 16-time defending state champion Web City Cardinals and beating them big, 42 to 19. That's Huge. Nixa's second consecutive win now over Web City. They beat Web City for the first time ever up in the Nixa last year. So a very big win for the Nixa Eagles. What does it mean? Well, I hearken back to what Coach John Roderick. Who has coached 13 of the 16 state championship teams at Web City? Told us not too long ago, not how you start the season, it is how you end it, and that was the case with Web City last year. They lost three of their first four games, including the Nixa one, and the Nixa game was their last loss. They won everything from there on in and won a 16th state championship. I wouldn't sell them short. Glendale, which can score on any team that they play, did outscore Waynesville. And I think that sets the stage for what's probably going to be a pretty good Glendale football team. Their matchup with Kickapoo later on this year will be an absolute dandy, as it always is. Very good team west of here, Nevada. They came down and beat Springfield Catholics 63-7. to Nevada's very good. Lamar, very good. Lebanon. Mount Vernon had a very nice win after a 1 and 10 year to start out. So, Mike, when you take a look at things, the whole prep scene is going to is going to morph into a very exciting football year. I think we have some state championship or at least contending state championship level teams down here in Southwest Missouri. It'll be a lot of fun. Should be, and it uh, sounds like the competition's already pretty crazy. It is.
0: Speaking of which, uh, you know, they invented the game of golf, so I'm not surprised that uh, an Irish veterans doing so well in the competition. <laughs> what do you think?
1: Uh, he came, he started the round yesterday, the fourth round, fourth and final round of the FedEx Championship, the PGA Championship in Atlanta, started at six shots behind the leader. And he won the thing. He is Rory McIlroy. He is something else, folks. He played steady golf. He took over from Scotty Scheffler, who had the lead. Scheffler had the lead from T. Remember now, he started this thing 10 under par. That's the rule that you have in the championship level. He started 10 under. McIlroy was 4 under. six Six shots back and he was six shots back when they started yesterday. Hey, Scheffler, (laughs) you hear about athletes and the collar getting tight, collar got tight. Here's a guy who has governed golf all year long. He's been the number one player in the world all year long. Number one player in the point standings, had the lead to start out with, held it for three rounds. Fourth round, when it came down to $18 million looking at you in uh, in the distance, Mmm, that collar got tight. He played poorly on the front nine. That's where McIlroy caught him. McIlroy canned a 37-foot putt on the 16th hole. The crowd went absolutely nuts. That's where he took the lead and held it down the stretch, and he beats uh, Scheffler and Sun J.M., a South Korean golfer who's only 24 years old. Beat, him, beat them by one stroke, $18 million for Rory McIlroy. for the year. I mean, why would anybody go to another tour if they're getting this kind of money and getting it in legitimate competition? And to that end, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods are the two big proponents of the PGA Tour in this current fight that's going on. Hmm. Well,
0: great competition, which the other uh, tour lacks. All right, last but not least, speaking of which competition gets underway in NYC, the U.S. Open... I know you're going to be watching a lot of tennis, aren't you?
1: Yeah, and pretty good tennis. And and I said that with a hedging atmosphere because the the big names, the big storylines, Serena Williams, she has announced this is it. Uh, she will not be playing. Once she loses the singles competition, she is gone from uh, the U.S. Open. She will also play doubles with her sister Venus, who is also playing in the singles. She got Venus got a wild card bird. Okay, that's good. That's a storyline for the ladies. Uh, otherwise, uh, you know, it would be pretty good competition. For the men, Novak Djokovic, where are you, buddy? He didn't show. Of course, he wasn't allowed to show. He's not allowed in the country. He's not vaccinated. Can't play. You're out. That really takes away from the headline maker as far as the men are concerned. Uh, Medvedev from Russia will probably be the, the top seed in this if he's able to play. So it's it's really kind of a crapshoot. Anybody could win. It's a two-week competition. Gets underway today.
0: Now well, you know what Ned's going to be doing for the next two weeks. <laughs> so the
1: Cardinals taking on the Braves. Braves Pretty are good, very team. good team. Yeah, they are, man. At- Atlanta really roughed up the Cardinals on Friday, beat them eleven to four. St. Louis comes back and wins in the last of the ninth inning on Saturday night with the meltdown by the Atlanta bullpen. And then last night, Atlanta has a 3-2 lead over the Cardinals. Cardinals score four runs in the eighth inning. I get this, I I had to laugh watching this. They get two- the Cardinals get two on with nobody out. And here come the big studs, Goldschmidt and Arnado. The relief pitcher strikes out both of them. He's about to get out of this jam. And here comes Tyler O'Neill, <laughs> who is, I think he's hitting 100 or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't he, matter. Right, jack's a three-run homer. <laughs> I know. Hits a three-run homer into the center field. They what in the world is this? Anyway, the Cardinals win it by a score of 6-3, head to Cincinnati tonight. That's That's a nice win for St. Louis. They take two out of three from Atlanta, but it isn't the playoffs. They, these teams may match up in the playoffs,
0: but they are so they are showing us that they can win when they need to and do the things they need to do on down the stretch. They At have least they power have.
1: on this team. Yeah. They have power, and their pitching has begun to come through to some extent. Adam Wainwright was good last night until about the uh, sixth inning, seventh inning, and then he began to tire. The other guy who they got from the uh, Yankees, uh, Montgomery Jordan Montgomery. He was good for a while in the game he pitched on Saturday, and then Atlanta got to him. They, mm-hmm. they beat him up pretty good. Had a 4 nothing lead and could not hold on to it. Yeah,
0: well, it's a tough team. And, again, they got to play with the big boys. Speaking of which, how the uh, Royals and Cardinals do this weekend? The
1: uh, Royals got a very big 15-7 win over the San Diego Padres. The Padres, even with all the additions they've made, they're, they're still lacking a little bit in pitching, and Kansas City roughed them up big time. So 15-7 was the final score for Kansas City. Springfield Cardinals fell to the Northwest Arkansas Naturals 7-2. That was the final game of that series. Now Springfield returns home tomorrow night for a six-game series. And actually, it's two weeks because San Antonio comes in later. The Cardinals begin play tomorrow night five games out of a playoff spot. And they're five games behind the team they are playing. The Wichita Wind Surge. Wichita will be in here for six games theoretically, the Cardinals have to win all of them. If they did, they'd be one game ahead of Wichita. Of course, there's still another team lingering back, but I don't think that's going to happen. Springfield can. They're playing well. They've got a lot of power on their team. What what is the least, in my opinion, the least they can do is split the series. If they split it, six-game series, they're right where they are at the moment. If they win four of the six, They've gained some ground, and there's still a chance. But they really have to play super baseball, which is also a good team. They are, too.
0: Yeah. Well, but above and beyond all that, you're not, one of your last chances to see the guys uh, at Hammonds Field this summer. This so is Better get your butt out to the ballpark. All right. Also, uh, how about that Northwestern game,
1: man? <laughs> Damn. I am shocked. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. Here's Nebraska coming out, flexing their muscles. Score on the first play, actually the first series of the whole game in Dublin, Ireland. It's Nebraska-Northwestern Big Ten Conference opener. Northwestern is a 17-point underdog, and Nebraska takes a lead on them, 7-0. And who's doing the pass catching? Travis Vokolek, the big tight end from Springfield Kickapoo, who went to a Rutgers to begin with and then transferred to Nebraska. Oh, he is big. He's 6'7 and about 265, 270 pounds. He is an athlete that coached for the Bears down here. And Vokolek, who is Chase Allen's cousin, Allen, of course, is trying to make it with the Chicago Bears. Vokalek had five to six big catches, but it didn't do any good. And Nebraska, oh, this is not good for Scott Frost, their coach. He's on the borderline to begin with as the coach up there. This They gave him an extra year to prove himself and you lose to Northwestern to start out with, that's that's not good. No, it's
0: not good at all, but it was exciting for us, and that's all that
1: matters, my man. (laughs) There were other games. Illinois got a very nice win over Wyoming. That's Big Ten Conference against the Mountain West and the Southeastern Conference against the Mountain West. Who goes to what used to be called Aloha Stadium in Honolulu? The Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt, folks, is picked for dead last in the SEC. They always are. The academic standards are so high, it's really tough to get really top quality level of athlete into Vanderbilt. Sometimes they do, and the baseball program's good. But football, they're pretty much relegated to the bottom. So they go to Honolulu and play Hawaii, which is a Mountain West Conference team. How about 63 to 10? Vanderbilt wins the game. I don't know when the last time Vanderbilt scored 63 points in a football game. <laughs> probably 1800 somewhere <laughs> but that's a big win for the commodores yeah big time well i'm glad it's
0: back it's definitely going to be back this weekend for sure ned you have a great monday i'll see you tomorrow.